and work is a huge influencer of our mindset. We spend more time with the people at work, really, than we do our friends and sometimes or even our spouses, right? If the five people you spend the most time with are drug addicts, you're probably going to become a drug addict. And so who we decide to spend time with is really important, you see? Do you see what I'm talking about here? Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today's topic is one that I am super excited for. It's world-proofing your marriage, embrace, adapt, thrive. And it's the topic is basically about now that you've, in the last episode, we explored being allies. Now that you understand what it means to be allies in your individual growth and in your relational growth, how do you move forward in the world protecting that alliance? And who are your other allies in this process? And how do you create a marital bubble? Really, we should call this creating your marital bubble. Too late now. It's still world-proofing your marriage. But we're going to talk about that marital bubble because I love that concept. And where this comes from is, you remember in the last episode we talked about, there's your dreams, her dreams, or if you're a woman, his dreams. There's your dreams, their dream, and there's the dream you both have for the relationship, right? The vision, it's not just a dream, the vision you have for the relationship. And what we're going to talk about here is how does that relationship look in the world? I mean, people don't just see you as two individuals. They see you as the relationship. And the relationship itself, to some extent, is shaped or pressured by what's going on in the externals. And... What that means for us all is that when we create a family, a partnership and a family, and we get involved in our extended family, we get involved in our communities, we get involved at work, we get involved in all these different places, they all have different views and expectations, both of us as a couple and family and individually, right? And when you have children, it gets what? Even more complicated. And so the concept we're playing with here is how do you deflect the negative qualities of the world and how do you keep the positives growing and thriving within your marital bubble? <laughs> I really love that idea. All right. I'm going to spare you a lot of conversation about societal norms and expectation and how they've changed. Uh, and I'm going to point out the obvious thing that everyone points out, which is that societal norms ex and expectations are constantly shifting and faster and faster today, thanks to what? Technology, especially social media. I mean, basically, this ability to communicate with each other uh, through video, through um, sound, or used to be called phone, through texting, uh, and posting on social media and the rapidity with which information travels has upped the game tremendously. Uh, and some of the pressures are, we have a tendency to compare our insides, how we're feeling to what other people are presenting. And it seems like, you know, you've heard this a million times, so I won't go over it too intensely. Everybody's posting, you know, their amazing breakfast, their amazing day, their amazing life, their amazing vacation. 
And we look at these things sometimes and wonder, when am I going to get my amazing breakfast? When am I going to get my amazing vacation? What is going on here? Look at how amazing their kids are. Why aren't my kids doing well? Wow, they have such a great marriage. Ours seems so rocky, right? We, when we start comparing our own insides, meaning our insecurities, our fears, our hurts, uh, against the idealizations of other people's lives that are being presented on social media. And remember that social media is just like freaking television. They're showing, people are showing their best sides nine times out of 10. When we're, when we compare these things, it's a lose-lose situation. And that's why the idea of the family bubble is so important. That bubble is what's going, is the place where we get to express our insecurities, our fears, our concerns. That bubble is where we build each other out. Remember in that last episode, we talked about the ways that men can build up their wives and the way the wives can build up their husbands. You know, uh, women can build up their husbands. We talked about those two things, right? Inside the bubble is where all that happens. And the question is, who do we let into our bubble? And who are we not going to let into our bubble? So let's just look at the pressure zones. Uh, Like the obvious pressure zone is what the in-laws, right? They are always the prime pressure zone. Each individual comes with their own family history, their own set of parents, their own traditions, uh, and their own generational, generational pressures. They also bring their own stuff. Each family's got its own stuff, right? And the purpose of marriage, by the way, is to work out that stuff. But very often, the reason why couples end up coming to see me is they're having trouble working out that stuff. And so I give them I give them a bubble, a marital bubble, in which to work out that stuff so that they can strengthen their bubble as they move back out into the world. And a lot of what we explore is generational problems. You know, uh, something I have done in the past with my clients, and I'm going to bring back now that I'm talking about it, is um, a family tree that shows what kind of challenges all the the different parents and grandparents and great-grandparents went through. And you start to notice patterns. You start to notice that the great-grandparents, if one of them was an alcoholic, that that tends to travel through generationally. Or if one of them was very angry and there was trauma from that, that that anger trauma travels through the family. And so what you notice is that we pass on our strengths and our defects. And that's why I say marriage is the place where we get to purify and lean into our strengths and release those weaknesses, release those qualities, those old emotions that are holding us back, right? And that's what the marital bubble is for. It's the place where we strengthen each other and let go of what's not working. So family is the obvious one. How many people have in-laws that they find difficult? You know, I will give you a true confession. Um, I love my in-laws. Do I find them challenging? Absolutely. Um, there's all kinds of stuff going on with them and their family that is alien to me and not at all like what's going on in my family. And yet their commonalities are well as well. And this is the very stuff that my wife has come to me to work out with me and in the same way that there's all kinds of stuff going on with my in-laws and my generational family that I've brought to her to work out. And we've got unique strengths that we can help each other work out our unique weaknesses with if we create that bubble, if and when we're building each other up, 
if and when we are allowing the space for vulnerability, if and when uh, we are engaging in positive disagreement as opposed to toxic dialogue. What's the next circle? The next circle, of course, would be friends. Uh, what, what kind of peer pressure are you experiencing from your friends? Uh, have you got a keeping up with the Joneses mentality? Or maybe if it's not about looking good materially, maybe you have an intellectual keeping up with the Joneses mentality who is really on top of the latest trends of thought the latest analysis of society, or maybe you've got a whole different kind of keeping up with the Joneses. It's another expression of comparing our insides to other people's outsides. You know, when we get into locked into some form of keeping up with the Joneses, we are trying to cover over our, or really a better way to put it is validate ourselves through wearing um, an intellectual practice, wearing a material practice, wearing a financial status, Whatever it is that we're seeing is important. And very often underneath that is some form of insecurity that we need to work through. Maybe there are social dynamics that are going on that are within your social group. Maybe, uh, I, you know, in the community that I live in, when we were younger parents, there was a, an intense drinking culture. And we did not like participating in that. We would go to parties early and leave early. Because when it, the consumption hit a certain point, there were emotions being expressed that we didn't want to be a part of. And so that was how, in our bubble, how we managed that. We still felt it was important to connect with our friends and be part of the community and support gatherings. But there was a point when those gatherings became toxic for us. And so part of managing those pressure zones is knowing when is it becoming toxic for me. Part of managing your in-laws is when is it becoming toxic for me and how do I manage it? And having an understanding within your marital bubble that you have a boundary you're maintaining for yourself, for your own safety, and getting buy-in and support in that. How about work? Let's talk about work. Work is a huge pressure zone. We actually, many couples, both individuals work nowadays, and work is a huge influencer of our mindset. We spend more time with the people at work, really, than we do our friends, and sometimes are even our spouses, right? And so maintaining work-life balance is huge. Workplace culture is tremendous. Are you working in a toxic work environment? Do you love your work? Do you hate your work? These are all going to influence your sense of individual well-being, and you're going to take that stuff home with you into your relationship. What does your work uh, feel about family? Does it support family, or does it think you should shelf family for your work? That's going to influence your family bubble. That, that bubble is going to be impacted by all those things. What are your aspirations? What are your partner's aspirations? And how do those aspirations impact time with your children, time with each other? Are you asking for or even demanding sacrifice from your partner so that you can pursue your aspirations? Last but not least, your local community. So um, we talked a little bit about friends. Local community is somewhat different. These are going to be maybe uh, the people that you meet at school. They might also be your friends. Like if your kid's school, these might be those people. These are going to be people, uh, store owners. These are going to be political groups in your community. These are going to be your neighbors. Um, actually, if you live in an apartment building, an expectation might be that you're going to give each other a lot of space. 
Maybe you're a social person and you want to have connection with people, but the norm in an apartment building is that you don't have that. Or if you live in a home, in a homeowners association, there's going to be an expectation that you participate and play by certain rules. You may not like all the rules. There are cultural norms and community-driven pressures within all of these communities that I'm talking about. Maybe you have a hobby. Uh, you're into a martial art. You're a boxer. You go to the gym. Cultural norms and community-driven pressures in all of those environments. So here we are. We've, right, we've got our partnership and our family, our immediate family I'm talking about, you, know, you and your partner and your kids. And then we've got these pressures of uh, extended family, friends, work, local community. You know, all of these things have, are going to push on our partnership bubble, our marital bubble, our family bubble. And how much influence they have has to do with how well we make that bubble and who we make it permeable for. Yes, who we make it permeable for. You know, there is... Actually, I think it was a study that says that the five people we spend the most time with are the ones who will significantly shape our mindset and decisions. So if the five people you spend the most time with are drug addicts, you're probably going to become a drug addict. If the five people you spend the most time with are high-flying billionaires, you're probably going to become a high-flying billionaire or at least adopt the mindset of either of those groups. And so who we decide to spend time with is really important, you see? Do you see what I'm talking about here? When you chose your partner, you chose a vision, a dream, a place that you and your partner were going to go together and as a family. Who you and your partner allow in your immediate circle, they're going to be the biggest shapers of whether you have the mindset you need to get there or not. And so these outside pressure groups that we were talking about tend to be where we pull those people from, the people that we're going to let into our immediate circle. In fact, you may pick a very specific community to help you with very specific aspirations. Let's say you have a heart for service and loving people and you want to overcome hatred and toxicity in the world you know you might become with a involved with a spiritual group a church for example or let's say you want to become a billionaire you're going to become involved with an entrepreneurial group of some time you might sign up for a peer group or something like that and you're going to be very careful what kind of peer group you sign up for don't pick just anyone you're going to pick one that has similar thinking to the thinking of the kind of person you are becoming not the person you are the person you are becoming. So picking these people is really important. So I would challenge you to take a look at who are the five people you spend the most time with besides your partner and your kids? Who are the five people you spend the most time with? What kind of mindset do they have? What kind of decisions do they make? Are they in alignment with your individual goals? Are they in alignment with your relational goals? When you talk to people about your marriage, are they supportive of your partnership? Or are they critical of it? If you're spending time with people, when you're spending time with people who are always critical of your partner, you either are in a bad marriage or you've got a bad friend, one of the two. And the chances are that even if your marriage is not 100%, you can restore it, but you're not going to restore it hanging around someone 
who is critical of it all the time. They only have an eye for what's wrong. And in order to go to a positive place in your relationship, your eyes need to be on the prize, right? The car goes where you drive it. If when you're driving your car, if you see a deer on the side of the road and you get distracted, the car will go off the road to where you are looking. Emotionally, we are wired the same way. Be really careful who you let in your individual bubble and in your relational bubble. The starting point is your shared couple mindset. You know, you sat down and maybe you didn't sit down or articulate your shared goal, your shared vision. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe the starting point is, or maybe your shared goal or shared vision went like this. Oh, baby, I love you so much. So hot for you. Let's get married and have some kids. And that was it. Now you've got the kids and you don't know what's next. In marriage, just like business, you always want to be looking 10 years ahead. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Where are the kids going to be in 10 years? Where do you want your relationship to be in 10 years? Where do you want to be as an individual? Where does he or she want to be as an individual? Where do you want the relationship to be? And then how along the way will you be at five years to that 10-year goal? And then you want to have a one-year goal. And in your one-year goal, you're going to break that down into details. One, five, 10, right? That's, that's the view. Don't get too sucked into it, right? Don't get too sucked into the milestones. You, your 10-year goal may end up being a five-year goal or a 15-year-old goal, a 15-year goal, depending on how you're moving. Things are going to change. But the idea is to have a goal in mind. And your partner, you and she, you and he need to be in alignment about this. If you're not on the same page, you're either going to be living parallel lives where you're growing as individuals and the relationship is falling apart, or you're even going to be leading divergent lives where you're moving apart. Your kids go to college and all of a sudden, oh, who are you? We're empty nesters. I can't spend the rest of my life with you. You need to have for your relationship, those 10 year, five year, one year goals. And you need to touch base with each other on them to have that marriage and relationship go. And then what is the mindset of a person who achieves that? Just like a millionaire has a certain mindset, people who have the goal that you have for 10 years have a certain mindset. How can you develop together? What are the groups that you're going to turn to for help with this? Who are the people you're going to let into your bubble? Consciously develop this bubble of shared values, goals, and aspirations. Consciously make decisions about who you're going to let in, how far you're going to let them in, and who you're not going to let in, in the same way that you would protect your children from predators and that you would discourage your children from hanging around bad influences, you're going to raise your relationship. You're going to nurture and parent your relationship. You're going to protect your relationship from bad influences. And that extends to you as individuals. Yeah, I, I told you I was jacked about this subject, right? Like this is the core. This is the heart of healthy relationships. And in that bubble, you're going to grow as a couple. In that bubble, you're going to grow as individuals. In that bubble, your kids are going to thrive, right? Because they require safety and the bubble is the safety for them to grow. Don't forget the synergy strategy, right? Don't forget that you each, man, husband and wife, man and woman, have unique ways of speaking into each other's lives and exercise them. Don't forget the synergy strategy that the two of you can keep that marital plate spinning in a way together that one of you can't. 
you can contribute individually, but the plate will never spin as when you're working together, as when you're coordinated. That mutual support and understanding and building each other up is huge. So it's so important that we remain proactive and intentional in our relationships. The tendency of everyone is to go to sleep. The tendency of everyone is to say, no one gave me a manual on how to do this. And so I'm just going to bumble my way through it. Well, I'm giving you the manual. All right. Keep communicating in a caring way. Keep developing trust. Keep developing empathy and therefore intimacy. Adapt to new situations and thrive. Remember, there are four prerequisites for change. Number one, release old baggage. And you do that in the bubble by being vulnerable with each other. And go back to one of the previous podcast episodes to learn more about that. Number two, create a strategy, a goal and a strategy, right? That's what we've been talking about here. Number three, take action. And number four, you need to adjust your strategy because guess what? We make plans, but they never take everything to account. And I'm going to add a fifth one here. Have faith. Trust that even when your plan isn't complete, even when you don't take everything into account, that your steps are guided by your shared intention. Your steps are guided by your shared vision, your shared love, by that bubble that you're in. All right. I hope this has been an awesome, awesome topic for you. If you're jammed up on this, reach out to me. If you're a husband who doesn't know how to bring his wife back into the fold and get on this page. I got a great program for you. If you're a couple who's lost, reach out to me. Um, even if you're getting divorced, you know there is a bubble that divorcing parents can create, a partnership that they can create, even though it's not intimate. Subscribe to the podcast. There's lots of good stuff coming. There's uh, We're going to finish up this series with two more pieces. Stay tuned and thank you for tuning in.